You're listening to the official Dietitian Connection podcast. This podcast gives you access to the most successful and influential experts in the dietetic profession. This podcast will inspire you, it will challenge you, and it will empower you to become a nutrition leader and realize your dreams. Hello to all of our listeners and welcome to another episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast. I'm your host, Kate Agnew. So today we'll be joined by dietitians Anna Debenham and Alex Parker, who are the founders of and the faces behind The Biting Truth, a nutrition consultancy based in Australia. Collectively, Anna and Alex have worked in hospital dietetics, private practice, industry, and have also made multiple appearances in the media. The Biting Truth duo will be joining us today to tell us about their nutrition consultancy work, the creativity and also communication skills involved with this, which I think they do very well, and then also about how The Biting Truth has transformed since small beginnings. So to kick us off, Anna will be taking the reins for the first part of the interview. Hi, Anna and Alex. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. I'm super excited to chat to you. Hey, thanks for having us. Cool. So, Anna, to start off, I was wondering if we could talk a little bit about your journey between now and when you first established The Biting Truth, and also perhaps you could tell us about how you came up with the name. Yeah, sure. Um, So, we actually started The Biting Truth when we were studying our master's at Sydney University. And I guess, um, you know, it all came about because the degree was very science-based, as you'll know. And we always, you know, and our family and friends would always ask us a lot of nutrition-related questions. And I guess we always kind of thought, how do we translate the science that we're meeting into everyday language that our friends and family could understand? And, I, I mean, around that time, Instagram was still relatively new and there wasn't a huge presence of dietitians or any accredited professionals really. And we kind of thought that like that needed to change. Like we believe that dietitians should really own that space. So um, I guess, you know, the two and two, we, we decided let, let's make a difference and give this a go. Um, so Instagram was the first platform we sort of used to relay our messages. And we obviously both love food and took a lot of food photos. So we were like, yep, I think, you know, we wanted to create an account. And then, you know, as you said, we kind of thought, okay, so what are we going to call ourselves? And that actually like came up really easy, much easier than we had thought it would. And, uh, you know, we knew we wanted it to be nutrition related. But then out the, the thing that we kept saying over and over, over was that we wanted to be a source of truth. So with, there's so, you know, and there still is, there's so much miscommunication out there that, and, and confusion and people don't know what to believe. And we were kind of like, okay, hey, how do we establish ourselves as a source of truth, science-based, evidence-based? And, you know, we kind of toyed with a bite of truth and a few other similar names and then pretty quickly just came up with the biting truth. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we both really liked it straight away and we kind of liked it because it was a bit of a pun and, you know, meant quite a few different things. And we didn't and then we chose a pineapple because we didn't want to use an apple because that was way overused. And we both like pineapples. And, you know, luckily they actually are very in trend at the moment. So we kind (laughs) of hit the nail there. Yeah. but yeah, I guess that's kind of how the biting truth was essentially born. It was just a platform to relay our messages and and you know post really delicious photos. Um, 
And I guess, you know, then we kind of started posting more regularly and getting the hang of the platform. And we, from the very beginning, we've done things like Meatless Monday, Treat Tuesday, you know, some hump day photos. And, and that's actually continued over the last few years because we've found that our, our followers have really liked it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually been a key part in helping us grow. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess since like the journey, since um, the very beginning, we've kind of just continued to grow our followers and, and we've gained some clients along the way. Um, but like, I guess um, one thing, sorry, I, I do want to say is that although like the social media was kind of how we started and it is a, a large component, it isn't the sole component of our business. Mm. So, you know, we are more so a nutrition consulting um, company but, and, and social media is sort of a, a, pl- a part of that and, and it, we use it to leverage our ba- brand now. Yeah, okay. Did it start off more for social for the purpose of social media presence and then turn into a business? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, I mean, we always kind of had that dream of working together because, you know, at, at uni we always got along very well and, you know, we had a similar, I guess, goal of where we wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Instagram launching and we, and I guess that was what we, we, we used that platform to kind of establish things. But we had never, we never really imagined where it would go and we, we just, I guess, dreamed. So it sort of evolved over time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And can you tell me a bit about your current role at The Biting Truth and also your major clients? Yeah. Um, so I guess essentially we are a nutrition consulting business. So we work with a range of really like large and small companies. Um, and I guess the, the nature of the work that we do, and, and I, as is the nature of consulting work, it is very varied. And I guess that's what we really like the most. Um, so Alex and I are both really passionate about kids' nutrition, and that's really the area that we are looking to go. And, um, and one of the, our major clients who we've been with now for a few years is a large childcare company that has around 50 campuses across Sydney and Melbourne. And so we wow. are their dietitian partners. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the, the sort of work that that involves is we develop all their menus and ensure that they align with all the, you know, children's guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we do a new one each season. We um, provide support for all their campus cook so every single um, campus of theirs has a, a cook that um, creates all their meals and, and we also do allergy training with them mm-hmm. um, you know we're a point of call for all the educators and the families we do a lot of events and talks with parents so I mean again that role in itself is really varied sounds um, like you'd have to engage a few different stakeholders yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Which is the part that we love. Mm. Um, and then we also do a lot of work with schools as well. And this is more an area that we've been building up more recently. Um, but, you know, primary schools and high schools doing nutrition interactive sessions. And, you know, I think that's really about, you know, learning how to communicate nutritional messages to an entirely different population and make it interesting to them. And, and again, that's something we really like. Do you find that you have to make nutrition I guess, almost cool in a way for, let's say, primary and high school students? Yes. And I mean, luckily, you know, it is an area that people are becoming more and more interested in. But absolutely, I think making healthy eating and the guidelines, you know, trendy or sexy, as we've always said, you know, people love and, and, you know, adults, I guess, what I'm referring to here, they love sort of trendy diets and eliminating foods. But what is what we've found hard is you know communicating 
balance and and the Australian dietary guidelines. Mm. So it it really is a communication piece there. Okay, interesting. Um, so that leads me onto my next point. Uh, we you talked about I guess making it sexy, and so do you think that it's really important to be creative as well in this line of dietetics? Does this play a role in your work? And do you think it's also important for any dietitians who want to do consultancy work to be creative? Yes, 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 uh, <laughs> definitely. So cr- being creative is actually one of our core values. Um, and I guess, you know, it, throughout our work, whether it's the way we deliver our messages or create recipes or food styling, we always seek to be creative. Like it's really important. And, you know, Alex and I are both pretty um, energetic people. So I guess it it does come fairly naturally, naturally to us to try to, you know, make um, our nutrition sessions a little bit creative. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, as dietitians, we've all been trained to a very really high level but it all comes down to how you actually translate those evidence. So you can have it all in your mind, but unless you actually know how to be creative and, and teach people in a way that they want to adopt it, you know, it's not going to go anywhere. So I definitely think from a, from a nutrition consulting point of view, being creative is really essential. It, it helps in the delivery of your messages. And, and it's really helped us build our audience um, on Facebook and Instagram and emails and it, and it's what gives you your unique, you know, point of view. Mm. So I, I think that's also really important. And so, and, and, sorry, you go. No, that's okay. I was going to say we do quite a lot of work as well in the in in, in corporate wellness, um, mm. offering you know nutrition talks, consults, cooking demos, and again, we try not to just get up there and and do a one hour presentation. We try to get creative again and and you know change make it really interactive so that people actually walk away with a more a deeper understanding and so leading on from that um we talked we had a conversation earlier about uh communication skills and how important that is do you can you i guess elaborate a bit more on that and whether there are some tricks of the trade in communicating effectively to various groups yeah. So, I mean, I guess similarly to being creative and what we spoke about there, how you communicate is really important and they, they really go hand in hand. Um, and, and communication, it comes into, you know, every aspect of the work we do, um, and how we, you know, tailor the nutritional content to meet the needs of different businesses. Um, so I, and, you know, on social media, we obviously come face to face with a lot of other, you know, so-called health gurus mm. and they're often sharing these exciting, crazy, you know, fads and superfoods. And I guess if, if we were just to get on social media and tout dietary guidelines, we probably wouldn't be where we were. Mm-hmm. We've really had to think, okay, how can we use this, the dietary guidelines, which we know are evidence-based, but translate them in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, that the, that communication piece is different on Facebook, on Instagram, when we're talking to schools, when we're talking to parents. Like, although the key message might be the same, how you communicate them is different. Um, and do you so, think it's and, more? Sorry, you go. No, go, go. It, do you think it's important to modify your language? So, for example, you wouldn't use um, recommended dietary intake for mm-hmm. a group of primary school children. Yeah, definitely. And I think you kind of finish uni and, you know, you've got RDI kind of stuck into your brain. It can be easy to kind of start communicating that way with the public. Mm-hmm. But people, that that's not how, you know, people don't respond to that. So, I mean, that's really just practice. And the more writing and speaking and, and communication you do, the more, you know, you see kind of what works and what doesn't and, and what sticks. So, yeah. 
Great. So, Alex, you're going to take the reins now. Uh, so, my next question is, uh, do you think it's really important to be up to date with health trends and how do you and Anna stay up to date with what's going on in the social media online world when it comes to health trends? Yeah, so we definitely think that it's really important to stay up to date with, you know, there's so many trends and fads diets floating around and we find that a lot of our followers and even the clients that we work with, they're all interested in all these nutritional messages that are out there. So if we're not staying on on top of these health trends, then we're not going to be able to be that source of truth for them. Mm-hmm. So I get our, our advice would be to read, read and read more. Um, every day we set into our schedule about 20 minutes where we, um, you know, we read news websites, we read the newspaper, we read magazines and um, just making sure that we're keeping on top with the latest trends in nutrition so that we can then write blog posts about them or answer questions from our followers um, so that they know that they're getting the truth and the evidence-based information. Wow. So you get that all in 20 minutes. <laughs> you know, I mean, it varies, Like, but we, we try and schedule into our, you know, our calendar 15 to 20 minutes because if you don't do it every day, then, you know, you can guarantee that you're going to miss things. So Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a really good strategy. So can you tell me a little bit about uh, your media work? And I understand Anna has been in the media as well before. And why is it so important to your reputation and your business? Yeah, so as The Biting Truth has grown, we found that uh, media work is on media pieces is something that we're starting to get a lot more of. And it's something that we really want to continue because we're really passionate about um, getting our voice out there and you know, representing dietitians in this space because, you know, you see a lot of celebrities and other self-proclaimed nutrition experts getting out there, but we like to see ourselves as dietitians as the experts. Um, and, yeah, each week, we'll, you know, each week we're spending a couple of hours at least of, of our time contributing to pieces like HuffPost or Daily Mail and other magazines. And we really hope to become more prominent in the media space because, it's, yeah, like I said, it's something that we're really passionate about. And, again, it ties back to that communication. So how are we getting our messages across? And uh, we're really passionate about, you know, translating that science into more creative messages that the public can engage with. Mm. So, um, Anna and Alex, so Alex, oh, I guess you'll answer this one. Um, so. I understand that you guys have some quite big clients, quite big contracts. You're obviously doing a lot of things right, which is amazing. (laughs) I was wondering if you've had any, um, I guess, huge learnings or um, any really important like uh, business traits that you've learned over your time with your consultancy work. Um. You know, I guess we're learning in every new project that we do. We learn so much and, um, you know, they always say each time you do something, it might take you a long time, but then when you do that again, you've already got that experience. So mm-hmm. each new opportunity, we learn a new set of skills. Um, but I think the most important thing is that to really be real with yourself and your brand mm-hmm. um, and your values. So, you know, each week we might receive a couple of emails from different you know, food companies or food brands that want to get, you know, collaborate with us. And it it just comes down to us um, thinking about our values and who we are and whether that's something that we want to align ourselves with. So that's something that 
I would definitely recommend based on the experiences that we've had so far is just to be real to your brand. And so do you tend to choose brands that uh, align with your values or that you believe in? Yeah, definitely. And that's something we always look at. If we ever get a request or an email, we'll think and go, okay, how does this align with our core values? And if it is something that does, then, you know, we'll definitely jump on board. Yeah. Do you have any particular advice for dietitians who want to enter this space? Yeah, I mean, I think think big. Um, And as Anna said, I mean, it's not something that we imagined that we'd fall into and – but it's something that we have and we love it. I think, mm. um, you know, one thing that we've learned is that often companies don't even realise how they could use a dietitian until you tell them how they could use a dietitian. So just having those conversations would be the first place to start um, and get on social media. So social media, you know, it's becoming more and more popular and it's a fantastic channel that we as dietitians can reach millions of people. So find, you know, find something that you enjoy or that you're passionate about and then get on social media and share that with the millions of people that are on social media. Thanks, Alex. I really loved your point about showing people how they can benefit from dietitians. Yeah. Yeah, so that's obviously um, a a really important aspect. So as I said before, you – you ladies are obviously doing a lot of things right, and I really, um, I must say, I'm I'm really impressed and um, inspired by the work that you're doing. Oh, I was, yeah, I was hoping you could tell me about your future plans for the Biting Truth or where you want to take it. Yeah, so I mean, the past year's been a huge one for us, so it's been very exciting, and we've recently taken a huge leap and gone full time with the Biting Truth. So that's opened up a lot more opportunities and given us a lot more time to work on projects that we're passionate about. In terms of what's coming up for us, we're hoping in the next six months to release an ebook around kids nutrition and continue to grow our existing kids nutrition projects, which is an area that we really want to, um, you know, continue and develop because we're really passionate about it. And we also want to grow our current partnerships and projects and seek more opportunities and hopefully expand our team which is something that um yeah we'd really love to see this year so So big big plans another (laughs) another dietitian or someone from another background um i mean we're we love dietitians so hopefully another dietitian Mm -hmm. but you never know (laughs) yeah that sounds really exciting i'm very excited to see this ebook as well so thank you for that that's okay Um, It's been really great to chat and uh, really wonderful to hear about the story behind the biting truth. So thank you to you and Anna for joining me today. I really appreciate it. No worries. It was lovely talking with you. Thank you as well to all the listeners for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, we love receiving your feedback and also would love to hear what you think of the show. So if you could leave a review for us and also pass this podcast on to your colleagues and friends, it would be much appreciated. Thanks again and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast. Podcast.